You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Food feature. In our food feature for today, we're doing something a little bit different. Now, hotel kitchens at two hotels in Johannesburg are doubling up as dark kitchens that serve fast food deliveries. I'm also wondering what a dark kitchen is. Thank goodness we have our guests in studio that are going to share with us. Chef Offense Moraike and Hamza Faruki, who is the founder and CEO at Milat Investments. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. So, Hamza, I'm going to ask you, what is a dark kitchen? Even um, though you seem like the one who's the money behind the operations. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad way to start. I would have loved for you to say the one who has the taste. But <laughs> no, no, no. That's the chef's job. You're the money guy. So, uh, it so sounds like the kitchen taste that... Taste is also that is, important. That, Trust me, taste is important. It sounds like the kitchen that gets closed and then you break in at night <laughs> to quickly cook your food there in someone else's kitchen. So no, uh, it's, it's, it's really about taking a kitchen space and offering people lots of choice. The view is um, take your own kitchen at home. You probably yes. can make eggs. You can make uh, sandwiches. There's yes. lots of stuff you can do with your, ki- your yes. kitchen. Your kitchen at home is not a uh, 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 kitchen which d- just does grilled chicken. It just does lots of stuff. And there's yes. no reason why any kitchen in the world can't deliver multiple cuisines. So the whole view is you can take a kitchen and sort of deliver authentic real food and lots of choice. Uh, and that's really what a dark kitchen is. It's about making use of a kitchen space and making it so versatile yes. through taste, through recipe, and uh, giving ultimately the consumer lots of choice mm. and uh, convenience, which is what really people want today. So so one might say, why would it make sense to invest in two whole brands? In this case, um, you have Daba and Gimba, which is a, a branding exercise is not... A free exercise so you go through this whole process of two branding exercise as opposed to just making a fusion one brand where you could get all of these different cuisines and we'll jump into what those cuisines are about in a moment so I think for us it was about um, you know how do we start creating choice I can you know I can tell you something right up front mm. we're going to be doing a lot more brands so there's a lot more oh. uh, branding which is coming up and that's the point of a dark kitchen you don't just do one or two brands you do 10 15 you see you brands. are the man with the money so uh, you're, you're uh, thinking big I would, I would like to again say ideas and taste <laughs> I but, like it. But, um, you know, the the view was, you know, what are the two types of cuisines which people want? What do people really, really want? And, when, you know, when I called up my team, I think I was in some city in the world, and I said, guys, we need to make this happen. And I believe we could make something authentic South African. Mm. Because, you know, South African cuisine, we're in a country which is blessed with great weather, great ingredients. I can tell you what, South African meat is still some of the best meat you'll find if you travel in the world. And yes. I think what we wanted to do is to find brands which are very reflective of that and you know how do we bring something you know uh, you know authentic to life and i think gimba was one so, so so the intention was always to do more than one thing it wasn't that you said i want to create something and then when you got in the kitchen you like no which one do we ch-? okay let's just like, do both no so <laughs> i think uh it wasn't that and i think i i can tell you there's a lot more coming uh, yes you know uh, and and it's not just going to be limited to one or two normal cuisine types there'll you know there'll be stuff which customers haven't had before mm. what, what the point about dark kitchen is you can give something you know to someone for six or nine months and maybe change it yes. uh, you know uh, so maybe gimba will be there forever but maybe in 12 months time gimba will become into something else 
That's the beauty about using these dark kitchens. Recipes, tastes evolve. Yes. Um, uh, some stuff may stay the same, but it'll change. This menu in the next three, four months may evolve. And I, I'm sure the uh, chef offensive will speak about that. That's the beauty of dark kitchens. It's about giving people the taste, what they want, when they want. And as those taste palettes evolve, uh, choice must also evolve. Yes. And that's what we're really trying to do here. All right, chef. Let's talk about the food. Let's start with gimba and daba yes. and um, talk about what what differentiates the two different brands in terms of cuisine. And if you were just to describe each of them as a feeling, as a what feeling. would that be? Yes. I haven't been asked that before. Um, but I think when it comes to daba and gimba, first let me talk about what the dark kitchens have given us from yes. a creative and a chefing perspective. What it does is gives us a platform to be agile, a mm. platform to be constantly creative. Without us having a brick and mortar restaurant, anything is possible, as Mr. Hamza has already um, mm. expressed. So with Dab and Gimba, where we went with, with it was to say, how do we create something that is recognizable, full of flavor, mm. super packed of flavor, and also that is unique in its own way. With Gimba, obviously, it's South African street food through and through. But South African street food, depending on where you are in the country, can be very different. And you have to tell the listeners, obviously, I know. What does it mean to gimba? gimba, (laughs) In this context, gimba means a lover of food. In some places, they might think it means something else, but that's what a gimba is. A gimba is a lover and an enjoyer of good food. So so for those of you that don't speak the the, the language that would understand to gimba, usually when you see someone gaining weight, <laughs> you say why gimba or you see somebody eating a lot in one sitting, why yeah. gimba. So Absolutely. and that wouldn't happen That's the gimba the ring if it wasn't good food. Exactly. In this case gimba means somebody who is satisfied and also mm. you don't you don't gain weight if you're not happy, right? Exactly. Mm, look so, at that. Yeah. Validating <laughs> us. <laughs> exactly. So that's what a gimba is. In this case, it's just somebody who's going to enjoy the local classics that are prepared freshly, that are prepared with soul, with heart, and that are prepared with the best ingredients that we can find. We've kept it simple. We've kept it recognizable. We've kept it something that is very close to people's hearts. You know, anybody who's South African would have run across any of these items in their life at some yes, point or another. Yes. Now we've made it so accessible to you and so... And so easy for you to get it and enjoy it. Yes. And I think that's the beauty of Gimba. We, we, the biggest thing for Gimba for us was to not overcomplicate something that we all know is, is beautiful in its simplicity. Yes, yes. So I think that's what we, we went for with that. With Daba, mm. where we found ourselves was an open canvas to see what we could do. But we decided to go and pick cherry pick from the North African flavors or North African, North Indian, excuse me, North Indian flavors and more recognizable street food from all around the world. That's mm. why you'll see a burrito on the menu, a burger on the menu, yes. a, a loaded fries on the menu. So it's all stuff that everybody can see and recognize. But we've taken flavors that aren't readily out there in South Africa and we've created them into something that is so, so, so good. I think if I can ask anybody who's listening and who wants to try something really, really interesting and really good, Dabba is the way to go. It's butter chicken burgers. It's things that you're used to, but with a flavor kick and a flavor twist that you probably haven't become accustomed to now you guys brought some amazing eats for the team and i and all i could do was stick my finger in the bub because i didn't want the itis and (laughs) and then the dumpling as well but let's talk a little bit about the menu Mm. items and let's start with gimba 
Because when we think South African, I mean, some people think Bolaroni is South African yeah. because that's how intertwined <laughs> our, our, our cultures are when it comes to, to eating. But we are talking Chisanyama. We're talking seven plates, seven colors plate, yeah. you know. So talk us a little bit through the three items that you brought for us today um, from the Gimba menu. Right. So the first item we brought for you guys was our seven color Sunday box. Mm. I mean, the descriptions in the name. Seven colors on a Sunday is probably the most South African thing you can think of. You know, enjoying really homemade food and enjoying it at home in a colorful plate that makes everybody happy. So in that box, we have uh, grilled short rib. We have a lovely peri-peri chicken, homemade pap that's soft. Uh, we also have... It really tastes salad. like Limpopo pap. Like I kept saying, where's the petty man that made this? And then the other white chef appeared. I was like, where's the petty man that made this pap? Because no, it's course. that nice, soft, mm. soft pap. Exactly. Mm. Uh, we have a lovely beetroot salad in there, a homemade coleslaw, and a tomato relish that... Take us a while to make, but it's so 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 slow, slow and low is always the it's way always to the go. Way. Always, always the, the way. way to go. Mm. Then the second um one that you brought, Kikota. That's correct. But yes. your kota looks fancy. It's gotta be fancy. It? <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be fancy. It's from a chef. So I think this kota we just gave it a bit of a, a bit of edge, you know. And we've put in the things that are always standard in a kota. You've got your chips, you've got your acha, you know, you've got your poloni, you've got your sausage. But we went as far as creating our own sauce that's in there as well so it's i wouldn't say it's next to a thousand island but very far from it at the same time mm, mm. In, in that um it looks like one but it's got so much flavor in it as well isn't just a chef question yeah. isn't thousand island just mayo and tomato sauce together like technically no technically <laughs> like in uh, my mind i've always thought thousand island is, is just it, tomato it's because sauce it's and the easiest way to mimic thousand island sauces to do okay and the cheap way exactly the most affordable way yes yeah and then the last thing we also bought for you was our chicken and uh dombolo that's mm. for me that's something my grandmother used to make and it has tattooed in my brain in and it's like stewy it. yes it's it is. stewy it is Ooh. so it's um something hearty something delicious something almost i don't think it's available anywhere else there's stew and dumplings all over the world yes but the way we do it in south africa is by far in my opinion the best way it's to be enjoyed you stick your hands in you break off a piece you dip you wipe your plate you pick it's and then you it's amazing and then you <laughs> yes. let's talk about the daba menu yes. um because you already touched on the burrito which yes. some might be thinking isn't burrito more mexican, mexican? Yes. yeah hmm. But burrito as well, it being Mexican, it's the fact that you know it's Mexican. It makes me makes it obvious that it's one of the most recognizable street food items in the yes, world. Yes, yes. So that burrito has a lovely slow cooked spicy pilau rice. It has fresh avocado in it, a coriander, tomato, and onion salsa. It has lovely grilled beef strips, chicken strips, or veggies, depending on which one you choose. Uh, we've wrapped that in a nice fresh flour tortilla, toasted it very nicely, put a lime aioli inside as well, and it's flavor packed. It's so so good. And then you have a butter chicken burger. Yeah. Come on, Tell everybody us. loves a butter chicken. Yes. Who doesn't love a butter chicken? Yes. Everybody loves a butter chicken. So what we decided to do is to take the most, probably the most recognized curry dish, I'll go out on a lemon say in the world. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Yes. <laughs> but um, we took that and decided how do we give this a bit of oomph, you know, and, and put it in a way that's also mobile. I mean, yes. you know, everybody loves burgers, everybody loves butter chicken smash them together you come out with something great so we make we home make we homemade our butter chicken sauce with you know all the all, all the bits and bobs the the chili the garlic you know the array of spices to it and then we we deep fry our 
uh, chicken fillet. And then after it's deep fried, we dip it in the butter chicken sauce for about five minutes so it soaks up all of that goodness. It goes onto a freshly toasted roll, fresh coriander, pickled onions, a bit of mint aioli on there. So very simple additions to it, but those mm. things that complement the sort of depth and the earthiness of a butter chicken sauce. And the and last one. Yeah. There was another one. Yes, there was a loaded fries. Yes, yes loaded uh, fries. Loaded fries are a winner, always. So those are just normal French fries that we've uh, we've made. In there, there's a chichi sauce, uh, a sambal, tamarind sauce, which is a nice sweet and spicy sauce. Mm. Uh, we have um, our paneer bites, which is an Indian cheese that we've taken, crumbed uh, with tikka spices, deep fried, and we've broken in half for you guys. And then we've put fresh coriander on there as well, and... So we're ready to eat from there. What I love about what you've done, Hamza, is that you've put it all on Uber Eats. So you're like, you don't even have to come here. You don't have to get out your pajamas. You can just get your phone out and the food will arrive. Isn't that what life is about? Isn't that what good food is about? Today you want good food wherever you are. And the I mountain must come to absolutely. Muhammad. <laughs> so, I, so I think choice and convenience were very important drivers. And, and I think that's what an important part about the dark kitchen thesis is, convenience yes. and choice. And I think, again, in what we are trying to do as an organization is to give that choice, give that customer centricity. And uh, I think it's been an exciting journey, but I can tell you there's lots more coming. This is just the beginning. Listen, I'm very, very excited to watch what's going to happen because I think industries like the food industry, like the hospitality industry, they do need to be disrupted. 100%. And, you know, we saw so many restaurants closing down over the past three years and we need businesses to evolve in a way that anybody can change it up or do their own thing. But what I can say is the food is good. Our technical producers got into taking a nap the way the food was. That's when you know the food was amazing. Yeah, but uh, for us to find you guys on social media, so to clarify... It's one kitchen, but two different brands. So Daba is the one. You can find them on dhaba.co.za, Daba. The other one, the website is Gimba Flava. Gimba Flavor, but I'm saying Flava, so you know how to spell it. G-I-M-B-A-F-L-A-V-A.co.za. Currently, you guys are only in Rosebank and Santon, right? But that could right. change because the man with the money gets what he wants. <laughs> I think the man with a quality product will actually get what he wants. It's never, so it's, by the way, never about the money. It's about creating the right ideas. Money follows. That's, I love how that's the rule of entrepreneurship. Isn't this how rich people talk? No. Like, it's not about the money. <laughs> and of course, you can find them on Facebook, Daba, Daba Flavor. And this is spelled the way we all know how to spell flavor. And Gimba Flavor, the way I said it before. And they're also, um, you can just search on Uber Eats for these businesses. Use the hashtags Daba Gimba Uber Eats, hashtag Daba Flavor, and hashtag Gimba Flavor. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming through and just talking to us. And I'm, I'm hoping, you know, what comes out of this conversation, other than people ordering a whole lot of your food, is that people come up with innovative ways to do the things that they want to do now. They're not waiting for a stand somewhere to open their restaurant. They can say, actually, we can do something different. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, that's exactly what I've personally wanted. Can-do attitude. Get up, make it happen. Stuff isn't going to come to you. You have to get up, make it happen. And hopefully that's what people will uh, do with the story. There we go. Thank you so, so much to the both of you for coming through. Uh, Chef Ofente Muraike and Hamza Faruki.